Wisdom is good for all areas of our lives, and that's what we try to cover on the Wisdom in All Things podcast. We look at wisdom as it applies to our minds, bodies, and souls. For more resources on this, stop by wisdominallthings.com and please rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast. And thanks for listening and thanks for all your support. Today's topic, confronting sin, embrace the battle, be victorious, and live a life pleasing to God. King David in Psalm 51.3 says, For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. David knew his sin because it was right there in front of him. There was no getting around it. And before God, he was compelled to confess it. Pretty uncharacteristic for a king, especially a king, and pretty uncommon even for us common folk. We've talked in the past about living an examined life. Doing so can can be a little unnerving. When we do that, it is very likely that we'll find something that we don't want to see, and as a result, end up shoving whatever we found right back where we found it. However, to consider not going there only means that we delay the inevitable. Numbers 32 verses 6 and 23 says this, Moses said to the people of Gad and to the people of Reuben, but if you will not do, that is keep your word about leading Israel to their inheritance, behold, you have sinned against the Lord and be sure your sin will find you out. David is right. When we sin, we do so before the Lord, if not the world, and God is right to not let it go without being fully and wholly addressed. There should be no doubt that sin has a devastating impact. It is a force that separates us from God and will devour us. When we cover it up, it rots and festers, and we risk not just exposure, but explosion. Sin is the proverbial ticking time bomb that, when it detonates, profoundly alters us and everyone around us. But as David found out, confession brings healing, restoration, and strength. Listen to Psalm 51, verses 12 and 13. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, he says, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. John Piper describes that our, quote, trembling at sin is intrinsically tied to marveling at grace, end quote. Our fear of the Lord is both a genuine fear and a reverent awe of his holiness. This fear leads us to treat sin with the utmost seriousness, where we have the privilege of marveling at the unfathomable grace that Christ offers to cover our sins. This fear leads us to treat sin with the utmost seriousness where we have the privilege of marveling at the unfathomable grace that Christ offers to cover our sins. The battle is real. Who can't relate to Paul in this verse from Romans? He says in Romans 17, For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. It feels like we can't win, like we can't break the cycle. But as Pastor Colin Smith reminds us, we are free even if we don't feel like it. He says this, when you're in Christ, you stand in a completely new relationship to the power of sin. Sin used to be your master. Sin used to reign over you, but now you have died to the reign of sin. Romans 6.2. As children of God, we are no longer slaves to sin. The receipt of God resides within us, guiding us away from the path of sin. To treat sin effectively, we must continually abide in him, nurturing our relationship with him, which empowers us to resist the pull of sin. The Apostle John highlights the transformative power of our relationship with God. No one born of God, it says in 1 John 3, 9, makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. Eliminating sin requires unwavering vigilance and unwavering dependence 
on Christ's power. While the battle is intense, the reward of living free from sin's grip makes the struggle more than worthwhile. Here are the practical steps that make up our arsenal in our battle against sin. First, dare to take a look. You don't want any bombs going off? So be on the lookout for what you need to turn away from. As David states in Psalm 139, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way within me. Verses 23 and 24a. Secondly, confess what you find. Take what you find and humbly confess your sin to God, recognizing his faithfulness and justice in forgiving us and cleansing us from all unrighteousness. It says that in 1 John 1, 9. Third, repentance. As 1 John 3, 9 asserts, those born of God should not continue in sin, for God's seed remains within us, impelling us to forsake sin. Repentance involves a genuine change of heart and mind that leads us to transformed behavior. Turning away from sin and toward God is our process for continuous growth and our best defense. Fourth, dependence. This may be why you sin in the first place. We are not equipped to go on not sinning by ourselves. We must rely on God's strength to overcome sin. His strength is made powerfully and wonderfully perfect in our weakness. 2 Corinthians 12.9 Lastly, five, love God, hate sin. That is the deadly one-two punch. Being restored and set free brings great joy, but also should ignite the importance of never becoming complacent or casual towards sin. We need to develop both a, a love of God and a hatred of sin. This is what Paul refers to as working out our salvation in Philippians 2.12, which means our lives are characterized by the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5.22 and 23. In confronting sin, our first step is adopting the right perspective. It's essential to treat sin with the gravity and seriousness it deserves, cultivating a deep sense of both genuine repentance and hatred for sin. These attitudes reflect our profound understanding of sin's corrosive effects on our lives. In our relentless battle against sin, we discover the transformative strength to win the battle over sin through the boundless grace of God, which empowers us to uproot sin from our hearts and embrace the abundant life offered in Christ. For a limited time, there is no limit to the number of people that you can send this podcast to. It's a sweet deal, isn't it? Encourage everyone you know to understand and apply wisdom in all things. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, pass it on. Really appreciate your feedback. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom in All Things podcast.